Hi, my name is Grace, and this is my short story for Mrs. Boswell's class, and it's titled The Day After the Verdict. Four Los Angeles police officers were acquitted of assault today in the videotaped beating of a black motorist that stunned the nation. The verdicts immediately touched off a storm of anger and scattered violence in the city. The day after this verdict came out was a school day for Jason Schmidt. It's Wednesday, April 30th, 1992, in Long Beach, California, and sophomore Jason attends Long Beach Polytechnic High School. Afraid to go to school where, as a white boy, he was considered the minority among a mostly black population, Jason became more aware of his place in society. This was also the first time he felt scared to go to school and understood how it felt to be discriminated against. I'm not going to school. I'm not going to school. I get dressed and chant in my head. As a white kid in a mostly black school, getting a good education is not on my to-do list the day after the Rodney King trial. I can only imagine how bad I'll get beat up today. Walking home from school, nose bleeding, head tilted to the side with a limp in my step, groaning from the pain. I'll no longer be Jason. I'll be Jason the zombie. Might as well protect myself from the impending invasion. On my way out of my room, I stick my Swiss Army knife in my pants pocket. I try to waste time and go downstairs one step at a time. I pour milk into my cereal, drip by drip, and accidentally forget how to tie my shoe. I also have suddenly seemed to lose my math homework. My mom noticed my stalling eventually. She held up my lunch for me. I know you're worried, but it's going to be fine. And if it's not, just go find a teacher. Gee, Mom, thanks. That's exactly what I needed to hear. I wave goodbye and start the usually long trudge to school. But I quicken my pace, then break into a run. I worry about how my face will definitely stand out in the early morning, white against the dark houses. I slow down as I arrive on campus. A police officer stands near the front gates, talking to one of the campus monitors. I feel the pocket knife beat against my thigh as I try to hurry past without looking suspicious. The courtyard, was, the courtyard was filled with groups of kids. Their backs faced me as I walked by. They were not happy to see me. They gave me disgusted looks, then went black, back to glaring at each other. Even though I was surrounded by people, I felt completely alone. I made my way to my locker, expecting threatening notes, spray paint, or no locker left at all. But it was still there. My math book was still inside, as was the rest of my stuff. I grab what I need and lock it tight. The hallway scene matches the courtyard. No one talks to me, and I am glad. Better to go unnoticed without a fight than noticed with one. I enter my first period. My regular seat is empty, and only a few people are here yet. I sit down, and a few more people trickle in. None spit on me, stick their gum in my hair, or bump me as they walk past my desk. I'm just ignored. The teacher enters, and the day begins as the bell rings. I've been getting sympathetic looks all morning from my teachers, all of whom are white. Symp empathetic looks from students like me, most of whom are white, but it seems the Asian population is also being shunned. I walk outside to the courtyard where my friends are, and I eat lunch. My group is already there, but instead of the normal talk, there is silence. No, what did you get on problem 33? Or, don't we have a sub today in chemistry? I walk up to them and sit down, unwrap my sandwich, open my water bottle. Chewing, silence. How's it going? I ask solemnly. There's a pause. Someone sighs. We all eye the other groups of students outside, the ones we're different from. Fine, someone says. Just swell. Everyone bobs their heads slightly in agreement. Enough has been said. I'm sitting in my last period class, slumped in my chair. The clock ticks slowly. One, two, three, four, five, six seconds pass. The day has been uneventful. No one has beat me up, let alone said a word to me. The teacher drones on about compounds and elements. I glance at the clock again. Only five minutes left of class. You can do this, Jason. So far, my knife has stayed safely in my pocket. If anyone noticed it, they didn't say anything. I'd sold some of my buddies I'd brought it. Some of them had brought theirs, too. They were just as scared as I was. Two minutes. We're stacking chairs now, shoving stuff into backpacks. One minute. A line is formed by the door. People have formed groups, talking to their friends. I stay at the back and stare at my sneakers. I don't need any last-minute trouble. 
The bell rings and I jump. I exit the chemistry classroom and try hard not to sweat in my locker. 25, 13, 9, click. The lock opens. I push my books inside and slam the door. Click. The lock goes back to guarding my school books. I sling my backpack over my shoulder and head to the front gates. The officer still stands there. I stare straight ahead and start walking to my house. Just a few more feet until you're off Kansas. campus, and then it's just five blocks. You can do that. As I reach the other side of the crosswalk, I look over my shoulder. No one is following me, but I still walk a little, a little faster. One block. Shoulder check. No one. Two blocks. Shoulder check. No one. Three blocks. Four blocks. Five blocks. Shoulder check. No one. I sprint the last hundred feet to my door and pull out my key, jam it in the keyhole, turn it, grab the door knob, and shove the door open, close it roughly, drop my backpack, then lean against the back of the door. I heave a sigh of relief.